0: Energy! (laughs) Energy, energy, (laughs) energy. (laughs) Did you just say Rochelle Obama? Michelle. Michelle. Okay, because I thought you said Rochelle Obama. I know I have (laughs) a thick accent. (laughs) What's your name? Sarah. These people aren't calling me Mustang everyone says to me lots of people call you Mustang?" Eh? <laughs> and I'm like not twice <laughs> I use my fake name <laughs> what's your fake name Sally <laughs> <laughs> talk to you today um just about you and your channel and and what a great thing i think that you're doing for for lesbians young lesbians particularly great
1: thanks so much
0: yeah so um why did you start the channel
1: um well i honestly it was just because i kept getting questions from my fan base because i came out as a lesbian um, and then I kept getting questions that at first I was like, wow, those are stupid questions. Yeah. Um, then, <laughs> you know, as, as we do, we're really judgmental and mean, um, sometimes. and then I was like, okay, well I keep getting all these questions about like, you know, can I get HIV from fingering someone? Um, and so I was like, okay, let me look for sex ed resources that are specifically based, um, in queer sex and, you know, queer femme sex. And I couldn't find any. And I was like, holy shit. I guess if no one else is going to do it, I will. Yeah. And, you know, there are – since since I started making the videos, you know, because I, I come from a very specific part of, of content creation online, um, which is YouTube, um, since I started making my videos, I found lots of other resources, but none of them are really YouTube videos. None of them are – specifically that right because there's blogs there's websites there's some some podcasts I think um, but th- that just wasn't the way that I consume content yep um, and not a lot of way as far as like I know specific age groups they just watch YouTube and that's their source of entertainment that's their source of information um, yeah so then I started making videos trying to trying <laughs> somehow be qualified to <laughs>
0: Teach people about sex. <laughs> yeah. And I, th- I think that you're you're pretty qualified. Like, I mean, I've, I've watched your videos and even, I mean, I'm 38 and even some of it, I'm like, oh, okay. That, yeah. Cause I mean, I, I've, I just, one that stands out is the fisting one. Um, I think that was fairly recent. Um, and even I learned something in that. So, um. Yeah. am
1: so happy.
0: Yeah. Like, well, I mean, I consider myself a bona fide lesbian, so I, and I'm like, no one can teach me anything. Um. But no, it turns out that you can. So um, thanks for that.
1: Yeah, I think that, you know, we don't, especially as lesbians, right, we're so over-sexualized by the, by the main, I don't know, mainstream.
0: Yeah. So um, we are kind of
1: de-incentivized to talk about the kind of sex we're having because we don't want to be, you know, whatever, have violence against us or people say gross things or stupid things or whatever. We just want to live our fucking lives. And and fuck women and goddamn peace, right? Yeah. Um, I think that we just don't talk about it as much, right? I think that as far as sexualities go, maybe we're one of the most over sexualized and yet undereducated.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I I really agree with that. Um, because even like when you're talking about like people's first times, like what what do you what do you do? It's kind of like you're looking at porn videos, I guess, and thinking, well. Is this is this how it all goes down, kind of thing? Like, yeah. I mean, I think sp- specifically, we, my friends, and I have a joke about scissoring. Um, I've I've never scissored, and neither of my friends, and yet um, everyone thinks that's what we're doing. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's, it work. Sorry.
1: Um, I said thanks, South Park. You know that's why it got popularized because on an episode of South Park, they talked about lesbians, and then they just kept saying scissoring and scissor sisters and whatever, and that's what—that's why it became
0: popular culture. Oh my God! No, I didn't realize that.
1: <laughs> it's so funny that such that, that oh. a cartoon made jokes about lesbian scissoring, and now that's what everyone thinks we do. <laughs>
0: Oh, my God. And it just it just looks like such hard work, to be honest, um, you know, when you're, oh, you're, when you're watching. You're talking, all of them
1: unsuccessful. I mean, I guess they were successful but not pleasurable for me at least.
0: No, no, no. It's just body at a weird angle and, and, and kind of crazy stuff like that. Um, but sex education, I think, too, for LGBT people is, is really lacking um, in, in schools and stuff as well. Um, And I know particularly in the US, um, there seems to be a lack of, um, you know, like LGBT kids learning and having positive kind of conversations about sex for them and how it differs from like heteronormative kind of stuff.
1: I believe the most, the latest um, stat is that not only is sex ed not queer inclusive in like 49 or 50 states, but in seven states, it is illegal for a sex ed teacher, a health teacher, any teacher to acknowledge LGBT relationships or sex or anything about it. Like they can't be like, hi, gay people exist. That's illegal. They can be fired or sued.
0: I don't understand that at all. Like that that makes no sense to me as to, it, yeah. So the kind of people that are looking at your videos are these uh, people, I guess, in, in these kind of situations who are just like, what the fuck do I do? You know, I'm yeah. gay. I, I, am gay. I like this girl and I want to have sex with her. But how do I do sex to the, the girl?
1: Yeah. They even, they did a study in um, New York among teenagers, high school students. And um, they found that, God, I, w- I hope I'm quoting this right. Don't quote me. Exactly <laughs> I don't remember. But um, I think it said that queer teens. So it um, doesn't matter what their sex or gender was um because they usually they study only only people that can get pregnant right they're like how many times have you gotten pregnant or whatever but this specific study tested um people with penises too um asking how how many times they caused a pregnancy which was cool for them to do yeah um and it said that queer teens are 10 times more likely to experience a pregnancy or cause a pregnancy than straight teens and I, at first you're like, that makes no sense. Like, what? But if you think about it, we're all experimenting or whatever. You know, there are lots of queer people that have had sex with, you know, people that don't really fit into the genders that they're attracted to. Yeah. Um, they're curious and experimenting and whatever. And if sex ed leaves queer people behind, they're going to feel left behind. They're going to feel not listened to. They're not going to pay attention. They're not going to learn if you're not... If you're not, fe- if you don't feel seen in the kind of education that you're having. So they're so undereducated, even they're even less educated than street people because they're left behind.
0: Yeah. And that, I mean that, and that brings up like a lot of other issues too, like sexual health and stuff as well. Like how, how do you stay safe? Um, if, if you don't even know how to stay safe, yeah. it just, yeah, it kind of blows my mind. What kind of reaction do you get to the channel? Ah,
1: terrible. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, a lot of it is really, really, really wonderful. Um, but I don't know if you know about, I've tweeted about it so much, I hope everyone knows, but I don't know. Um, YouTube has been demonetizing queer content, uh, yeah. because their algorithm has learned to be like homophobic and transphobic. Um, but YouTube's algorithm also demonizes sex ed content, um, and also content where you curse. And using curse words is how I've always talked, it's how I was raised, and that's part of my communication, and I think a lot of teenagers also curse, so that's why I curse in my videos. I don't, you know, use language calling people names or anything, but I just say, anyway, this is fucking cool, you know? Yeah. So I have like three strikes against me on, the, on that front, right? So if the algorithm picks me up for being gay... I get demonetized. If the algorithm picks me up for talking about sex, I get demonetized. If the algorithm picks me up for saying bitch or ass or oral or latex or anything that they consider as a curse word, um, then I get demonetized. So I'm kind of like not able to fly under the radar like a lot of other, for instance, either not cursing or straight sex ed chan- or sex ed channels hosted by straight people are, um, which kind of sucks because I don't want to come go after them, right? I don't want to like... Sweet, well, my friend, this is my friend and she's straight and her sex ed videos aren't demonetized because that's not the point. I don't want them to be demonetized. I want queer stuff to not be not demonetized as well. Mm. So it's just created this double standard and like, what do I do? You know? And my videos are tanking, my channel is tanking, and I don't know. The only way that I'm able to continue making the videos and pay my team and my editor and my writer is by Patreon donations.
0: So, what do you do, like, with YouTube? Like, do you, I mean, like, obviously you've contacted them and stuff. Like, are they aware of this problem? I
1: wish YouTube had a customer service line. That would be great. Um, I have the YouTube contact. I think she, my manager says that she's been rescheduling our meetings for, like, a year. Right. So, um, (laughs) I have no idea. Um, yeah. So, sometimes, if your channel is big enough, you can have a contact at YouTube, um, But yeah, you can't just like call them up and be like, what's up? You have to like schedule meetings every three months or whatever. Um, And I haven't yet one. But lots of my friends have been invited to go to YouTube headquarters and of course sign an NDA so you can't speak about anything that you're saying. Um, And then they discuss with them and ask them for advice about their algorithm and all of that stuff. But um, yeah, they've made public statements saying that they're working on it and it's still happening. And I just had my, so my video about fisting, there are no sex toys in the video. It's literally just because fisting sounds scary and icky and it's about queer stuff that two people have age-restricted that video. Nothing in that video is incited to arouse. No. Nice. Like, it is an it's educational content that if people are curious about fisting, they will be looking at fisting porn. You know what I mean? Like yeah. That's the other question. So I don't understand why an age-restricted is even worse than demonetization because you have to sign in, like, three times before you're able to even watch the content. And my friend Chase Ross, he makes videos for trans guys about, um, not even sex, I mean, some of his videos are about sex, but it's about, um, like, stand-to-pee mechanisms, right? So, like, the the phalluses that they can, um, pee with, Mm. and all of his videos are age-restricted, and he's like, what the hell? This is not even a sex toy. What is going on? I'm trying to help trans guys, and you're making it impossible for them to find my video because it, it kills the search engine optimization when you get demonetized or age-restricted. So if I were to Google, like, Chase Ross Peen, then or, like, Santa P, or, like, whatever, um, it just wouldn't show up in search.
0: What the hell? I can't, yeah, it, it feels at the moment like, and I know there's a lot of stuff going on in the US, but worldwide, like it feels like there's so much shit coming down on the LGBT community. Like you can't sort of wake up in the morning without some some bullshit thing happening to kind of, I don't know, erase everybody in, in a way. Um, and that kind of YouTube stuff makes me think of that at the moment. How is it there at the moment, like for LGBT people?
1: Oh, trans people are under fucking attack. I don't know if you've heard the
0: yeah. recent yeah, um, like
1: redefinition of gender or whatever the hell.
0: What oh, the fuck my- is that? I can you talk me through that because I don't. I don't understand how this even started. Like we woke up yesterday and this is what we'd heard. Um, and my partner on the on the podcast, um, my co-host, is trans, and we're just like, what the fuck is going on?
1: I have no idea. I. Just know, the only thing, I just like read a quick article and it was about how they're trying to redefine gender. So basically, I would assume that would stop trans people from being able to claim discrimination in the workplace, to be able to claim with their insurance companies, to have their health care taken care of by their insurance, um, I don't know, passports, like getting passports. you can It can say, they can basically claim that trans people are lying on government paperwork so that they could potentially be arrested or denied access to their families or their job or whatever. Um, Yeah, it's absolutely fucking ridiculous. And I have no idea why people are so threatened by trans people. Like, what the fuck is going on?
0: But Yeah, I I hear all this stuff. Like, I sort of go in and out of Reddit as well. And and there's a lot of bullshit about trans stuff like lesbians and, and trans women and and death threats and all this kind of stuff. And I I can't wrap my head around it. I don't understand why everyone's got such a massive issue with everybody at the moment.
1: Yeah. I just think that we're all in this together. I don't know why we need to keep fighting with each other. We should be looking out for
0: each other, you know? Yeah. Well, we just um, legalized same-sex marriage here uh, last year. Um, And it's been interesting sort of doing that because since then, our government have kind of tried to do like religious reforms and, and do all that kind of stuff. So it means that gay kids could potentially be kicked out of a private school, um, private religious school um, for being gay. Um, And, and yeah, so we've had all this backlash from that, like religious people and stuff at at the moment. Like the world is is crazy at the moment. I don't really understand, but in, in regard to, sorry, the U S like, apart from the trans stuff, what is it like for LGBT people at the moment? Oh God, the U S is such a big place. So that would,
1: that would vary greatly. Um, I know that, I mean, I've lived in like 27 States, but I'm very straight passing, you know, people can't really look at me and tell that I'm a lesbian. Yeah. Um, so for me, I haven't super had a ton of, um, Adversity, as far as like interacting with strangers or jobs or whatever. Um, when I first came out in college, um, my neighbors were like these little, like little, you know, fratish boys, and they would like vandalize my car, break into my house, and steal all my food, and write like dyke on my car with like shaving cream or whatever. Um, and here, people will like
0: tell me I'm gross, like if they see me kissing a girl in a, like in LA. <laughs> Jesus. that's um, <laughs> only happened like twice. So, yeah.
1: And I don't know. But, you know, I'm from the south. So I'm from like a tiny little town of 13,000 people in Texas. Um, and I was not, I had no idea I was gay. I was definitely not out um, in high school or anything before I moved away. Um, but I definitely saw how people would treat gay people, you know, there. Yeah. And I think that a lot of it is informed. It's all otherness, and it's fucking toxic masculinity, and it's religion, honestly.
0: Yeah, that's that to me seems like the, the biggest problem. And they have so much sway in government and stuff like that. Yep. When did you find out that you were gay? Like, when did you sort of realize that that was what was going on?
1: Um, so I didn't know girls could masturbate. <laughs> <laughs> Um, cause like this one the first boys I ever dated, he told me that he taught me what an orgasm was, and he told me that I was 17, Mm. and he told me that, um, boys could do it on their own, and boys could do it with sex with girls, but girls could only have an orgasm if they were having sex with a boy. And I believed him because, of course, right?
0: Yeah, why wouldn't he?
1: That totally makes so much sense. Um, but, so like, my sex ed included, like, this is what periods are. And if you swim in a pool with boys with a bikini, you'll get pregnant. So, um.
0: Oh, God. <laughs>
1: undereducated there.
0: And very stressful.
1: <laughs> yeah, what? If I wear a one piece, I won't get pregnant? This makes no scientific sense. <laughs> um, so, I And then I had a boyfriend when I was 18, about to turn 19, and he was like, wait, what did you just say? no, 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 you can masturbate. And I was like, I can? So I started masturbating and then was like, something's different. (laughs) (laughs) Something's going on. Um, And then I started freshman year of college and fell in love with a girl. And I was like, my knowledge of gay is that gay is wrong. And I'm not wrong, so I can't be gay. That was my logic stream. Wow. <laughs> and so I was like, but I love her and I'm going to hate sex with her because I'm not gay. So this is going to be, this is so awful.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and then I tasted pussy and came out the next day.
0: <laughs> as, as often happens, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah.
1: I was like in the closet for like a day.
0: Wow. That's cool. That's really <laughs> cool. How did, how did your family react to you coming out?
1: Well, this is a question I get a lot. Um, I don't have family, so I'm an orphan. My dad died when I was 10, and my mom um, is just very abusive and a drug addict. So I was put in foster care when I was 15 and then left foster care when I was 16. Um, and I was, like, homeless on and off between 16 and 22-ish. Um, so I don't really give a shit. Yeah. I have a little brother. I have a little brother and I have a grandma. I didn't come out to my grandma until like five years ago. She's wonderful and so great. And now she has dementia. So we have this joke that I make with her. It's like, Granny, I don't care if you forget who I am. Just don't forget that I'm gay. And she just, just laughs hysterically every single time.
0: So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's so, really That's great. You know, when
1: she forgets, like the other day she was like, when are you going to get a boyfriend? And I was like, granny you're in trouble and she started cracking up laughing and then she was like oh you're gay i'm sorry i'm sorry when are you gonna find a
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome that's, and that's that's what a perfect coming out story too
1: yeah yeah i feel like i don't know i don't have parents so i didn't i didn't give a shit mm. but i think that even if you do have parents you can just not give a shit but maybe that's me speaking from my experience. I don't know. I have no idea what it's like to, like, you know, be worried about losing someone that's, like, that, like, loves me and is nice to me because I'm gay.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> so, yeah. But, like, it's true. Yeah,
0: there's a, that, that's a lot of pressure um, I, I know from experience. So, yeah, it's kind of it, – it sucks. So, yeah. Um, but, you know, everyone gets over it eventually. Yeah, I even have a six-year-old daughter now. My parents are like, you know, like LGBT activists, pretty much now. So that's that's pretty great. That's so cute. When I told my grandma that the Salvation Army
1: um, funds anti-LGBT laws, she called them and asked for all of her money back over the past twenty years that she's donated to them.
0: Fuck yes! Did it work?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but she. I mean, she just told me she was like. My granddaughter is a lesbian. How dare you take my money for this long? You better take me off your calling list.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That's so amazing. Yeah. That's good. You're kind of like a parent, I guess, to, to young lesbians around the world, like like sort of, like, you know, sort of giving the sex ed and stuff. Like, I think, not that you're like a parent, but kind of, you know, you kind of have that kind of role in some people's lives, I imagine.
1: Yeah, they call me mom a lot and I don't like it. I wish they would call me big sis because I'm not that much older than you guys. So.
0: <laughs> well, I, I mean, I think I'm probably older than you actually, so I won't be calling you mom. <laughs> 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 but, yeah, no, I think I think it's such, it's so great what you're doing and it's so open and honest and fun. And, and yeah, I just – I really like it and I really admire what you're doing. Um, and hopefully keep – going fuck youtube um yeah yeah
1: well we'll see i feel like i need to like i don't even know talking about algorithms is boring but um yeah i think that i just need to put like half my videos need to not be sex ed based or vulgar in any way um yeah. and i just got diagnosed with um a couple genetic illnesses so i'm able to make like videos about disability now
0: yeah um well, I was always able to, but now I'm, like, extremely passionate about it
1: because of all the things I'm learning about the healthcare industry and accessibility stuff.
0: Um, I, saw, I saw these videos, yes, this video yesterday about your diagnoses and mistaken diagnoses for years.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. I need to make a list. I think I've had, like, 15 wrong diagnoses. The first one was black mold poisoning. LOL. <laughs> So
0: random. Oh my god, did they just make that up? <laughs> I mean, I like, because I was, you know, poor and almost homeless, like, and I was going in, I was like 21, 20, something like that, and I was going into the hospital because I was sleeping 20 hours a day and I was
1: passing out anytime I stood up, and, like, I had all these weird symptoms, and they were just like, you're fine, and would send me home. And, so I just started Googling shit, you know, and so then I brought it, I like found black mold poisoning and like talked to a doctor and they were like, yeah, maybe you should, you should eat more vegetables and go start exercising. Mm. And I was like, okay, great. So I, I can get over this. I can get better. Awesome. So then I started working out and cause I was a long distance runner before I was like training to be a fitness model before I got sick. Mm. And, um, even though I had lost like 30 pounds of like muscle, <laughs> um, I started like running and then just kept injuring myself. Um, like, I had just my knees and my hips and my ankle, I would just twist them and like I would be bedridden for like three months just from like trying to run. Um, but yeah, then I would just like be like, okay, well, if I'm fucked up, I need to like have money. <laughs> yeah. I need to have, so I can like pay for health insurance, so, like go to the doctor. So. For, like, eight years, I was just juggling, you know, focusing on my work, focusing on building an audience and trying to, like, be able to be financially secure. And then every once in a while, I would go and be like, okay, I'm going to go to 17 doctor's appointments in one month and, like, try to beg everyone to take me seriously, Um, which was absolutely exhausting. So then I made disabled friends, and they fucking literally saved my life. And like basically, you know, taught me how to interact with doctors because I had no idea. I grew up so poor. I've I've never had health insurance my entire life. So I don't know how it works. Um, Yeah. And then basically helped me strong arm them and threaten them into giving me a diagnosis.
0: Wow. And so now, um, I mean, I think making videos about healthcare uh, would be a great thing because yeah, people not having access to doctors is fucking insane.
1: Yeah, it's so bad. I mean, I so my health insurance costs me three hundred and fifty dollars a month, and every time I go to a doctor, it costs me fifty dollars as a copay. Mm. So if I if I have physical therapy, so for my condition, oh, I should probably say it because it's like, <laughs> I'm just you're not being disabled. Um, I have a collagen, a genetic collagen deficiency. No, not deficiency. I don't know the word. I have a problem with my collagen and it's called Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. And then something that comes along with Ehlers-Danlos syndrome is called POTS. So I have those two things that I've been diagnosed with so far. We'll see. Um, So they recommend, experts recommend that I need to see a physical therapist three times a week for 30 minutes to an hour. So that's already 350 for the month and then 150 a week, just for the physical therapy. Not for my psychiatrist, not for my cardiologist, not for my primary care. That's just physical therapy. So yeah, it's disability is really fucking expensive, and I am lucky enough that I can afford it, almost.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's madness. I'm, I'm glad you've been diagnosed, though.
1: Yeah, I'm... I'm so happy. I just don't want this happy bubble to pop, but I know it does at some point where I'm going to become frustrated again. But I'm just like, fuck yeah, I have a word I can use to <laughs> tell people what's wrong with me instead of being like, I don't know, maybe I'm making it up, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe it's black mole disease. <laughs>
1: oh, my God. All my doctors told me I was just depressed for so long, and then I, then they would be like, we're going to refer you to psych. And then I'd go to psych, and the,
0: the psychiatrist is like, you're not depressed. And I'd be like, thank you. I yeah. fucking know wow just oh man that's crazy isn't it just passing the buck i guess yeah yeah um thank you so much for coming on
1: yeah thanks so much for having me it was so great chatting
0: Oh, thank you. I, I love talking to Stevie. I think she's great. I for
1: the other person on the other end, you're not so much. Um, you still need some
0: work. Um, um, next week, Sarah, we're doing the legal episode because guess what? Ooh. As an LGBTQI person, you have legal rights. And we're going to well, go. in this
1: country, sure.
0: Yeah. And so we're we're based in Australia, guys, in case you can't tell. Um. We have. uh, I mean, most
1: people think that I sound foreign.
0: We have a lot of laws and stuff here that actually protect us and our rights. Laws
1: and stuff is that a
0: technical? (laughs) So we're going to be talking about that, um, which which I can't wait. We actually talked to an actual real life lawyer um, who works at the LGBT who works at the LGBT um, law centre in Brisbane, Um, and she was really great. Um, So yeah, if you've got any legal questions. Um, send them through. Oh,
1: well, send them through to a legal representative. I'm not legally trained in either is Sally. We like to pretend we are, but we just watched a few episodes of Ally McBeal.
0: No, I'm just going to say that I'm actually, I would actually consider myself to be a professional amateur lawyer. Because I've seen all seasons of The Good Wife and The Good Fight. Uh, you're also an amateur bloody ghost hunter and Bigfoot hunter. I'm an armchair I'm Bigfoot sure. hunter.
1: I'm not sure that that's actually like a degree.
0: Well, I'm an armchair Bigfoot hunter. <laughs> stop talking over me. Um, I will talk over you if I want. <laughs> all right, guys. Um, see you next week. Goodbye.